Hello, hello, everyone. Amanda Grace coming to you with an urgent broadcast today. We have a lot to get into. Hello to everybody jumping on watching the United States and around the world. We love our friends in Israel. We're going to get into that. We love them. We stand with them. Um, we, we And I thank our Ark of Grace team for the, uh, for helping us do what we do for the Lord, because there was a lot to this. We had to all put together and praise God we were able to. So I thank them for that. Hello to everybody jumping on right now. I'm going to put on my tallit and we're going to open up in prayer and we're going to, to immediately jump into this. We have a lot to cover, including a letter I have from a parliament member that I've been given permission to read live. So a, a parliament member in Israel, and we're going to get into that in a few minutes. Um, also pray for Pastor Daniel Nevejas. We're going to get into this. He is in Israel. He was in Israel with his team when this happened. I, I talked to him today. They are safe. Praise God. I'm getting real-time information from him. Uh, with Please pray for them. They are trying to get home. Uh, and so just pray for him and his team's safe return. We love him. He's out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Pastor Daniel Nevejas. And it was so good to hear his voice today. Uh, and know they are safe. So let me get my Talit on right now. And we're going to jump into prayer. We are also going to pray for Israel at the end. So, and our Jewish brothers and sisters. So praise the Lord. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Okay. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, we come before you, Lord. We praise you that you are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise due your precious, holy, perfect name. Lord, we humble ourselves before you this day, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. He redeemed us. And when he said, it is finished, he made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. Lord, we praise you that he rose again in three days, appeared to many, and then ascended back into heaven to take his victorious rightful place at the right hand of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore. He is our advocate before the throne of God. And we honor that before you this day. Lord, we invite your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit right now, to fill this place, Lord, to fill this time. Lord, lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. Fill us, Lord. Father, fill me with your words, Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God. May only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority come forth now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ right now, we apply the blood of Jesus and take authority over every plot scheme, contract, assignment, weaponry, blueprint, attack, strategy, harm, and interference. The enemy, satanic agents, dark forces, unclean spirits, puppets, and agents of the enemy would attempt against us and this broadcast, Father God, and Ark of Grace Ministries, Lord, we command in the name of Jesus Christ right now, be broken, canceled, aborted, nullified, dismantled, destroyed, their communication lines disrupted and bound up and cast back to the dry places and the pits and the areas, Lord, which you have designated to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return or have anything sent in its place. Father, Take all the glory for yourself, almighty God. You are the potter. We are merely the clay. You are the author and finisher, Lord. 
of our faith, Father God. We say this day, Hashivenu Adonai, which means come to us, Lord. We praise you, Father God. We praise you today in the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen and amen. Okay. Amen. Okay. We have a lot to get into today. I'm going to tell you where I was to when this happened, because it seems uh, the Lord sends prophets to the top of mountains to position them before events happen. So they will be on a high place to pray. And we're going to get into that also. But first, I'm going to talk to you uh, about Pastor Daniel Nevejas out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I got a text Saturday morning. Amanda, please pray. We are in Israel. We are in the middle of a live war zone. And so I began to pray, ask him if he's okay, asked him to keep in touch with me, please. I heard from him today. Uh, him and his team are safe. Praise God. He is getting real-time information. So I just want to tell you a few of the things he's told me. Then we're going to get into um, uh, the ambassador from parliament. And then we're going to get into everything prophetically. So this is how we're going to do this. So... He was giving me a real-time update. We spoke today. They are trying to get home. Please pray for him and his team's safe return to the United States of America. Uh, he said, first of all, be careful of the news right now. There's a lot of fear and propaganda. Some of the news is painting things one way and it's not. Um, so he said, just to be careful of that. He said, seeing the Iron Dome in action, snuffing out missiles in the sky is amazing to actually watch this system and how it works. He also said, he said, Amanda, I just want people to know. He said that not every Arab is one of these extremists. And many of them are angry right now and they are condemning what happened and they're not supporting it. Uh, and so he just wants to, he wants people to know not every one of them is a complete extremist. Uh, and a lot of them are disgusted by it and are condemning it. So he just wanted to say that because I don't think he wants a bunch of hate pointed in a direction that maybe it shouldn't be. Okay. He said, it's very bad in the Southern part of the nation right now. Uh, he heard from the IDF today, more than 2000 people have been slaughtered and killed, which is horrific. This is beyond horrific what has happened. Um, but the IDF has gone down and taken back every kibbutz and community uh, where the terrorists took in and went in and took advantage of these people. The IDF, praise God, has now taken back every area that was under Hamas control. So Baruch Hashem, praise be to God. Um, he also said Benjamin Netanyahu, Prime Minister Netanyahu, was warning of locations that they were going to bomb to give civilians time to get out before they bombed. They're not looking to bomb innocent civilians. So if people chose to stay, even after the warnings were issued multiple times, uh, Hamas used them as a body shield or they chose to stay there, even though they had plenty of time to get out. So they have been announcing and giving civilians time to get out of the way. Israel is a very moral army, so they are not into harming civilians if they can help it. Um, he had mentioned coming right out of the Feast of Tabernacles as well. This happened. We'll get into that in Yom Kippur. And for 12 minutes straight while we were talking, there were fighter jets going overhead of him. 
for not only 12 minutes straight, for the rest of our conversation, I heard them as well. And he go, there goes another fighter jet. There goes another one. There are fighter jets right now being deployed. Pray for the men and women of the IDF. Pastor said a lot of them are very young. They're 20, 21 years old, and they're seeing these unspeakable horrors at such a young age. So please, Pray for the IDF, for their protection, physical, spiritual, and emotionally. So he asked for uh, prayer for that. Um, and he said a few days ago, him and his team were on the northern border of Lebanon um, and Israel. And a small military group they had met with there. And while they were there, you, the United Nations came up, the peacekeepers, and wanted to know what they were doing. They were kind and cordial until one of Pastor Nevejas's team members mentioned they were in support of Israel. They then got a very cold and unfriendly reaction. Um, and Pastor found out from the IDF, almost every United Nations peacekeeper across the border who are supposed to be neutral are Muslims. And they are intentionally put there on purpose. Okay, so we just wanted to put that out there. Also, that the UN peacekeepers, some of them are not um, what they're portrayed to be. Let's put it that way. Uh, he also mentioned this feels like the time where the cup is filled to the brim, like the cup of iniquity, and now is tipping over, and there's a shifting in time. There's a serious moment here. So this, these are the things that he told me today. Um, and so I'll just put the word in there allegedly, even though it's not allegedly, but we're just going to put that word in there. Um, and so praise God he's okay. Just continue to pray for his safe return. That was the update from Pastor Nevejas. Now. I'm going to get into the letter from the Knesset, which is parliament. So when this happened, I was in touch with uh, Ambassador Danny Dannon from parliament in Israel, and I was in touch with him through his advisors. Um, and so I was, I was copied on a letter that came from the Knesset, and I reached out to his advisors today to ask if I may share it. And I was given permission from his office to please share this with whoever you want. So I'm going to read to you the letter that Ambassador Danny Dannon, who I believe is part of, of Prime Minister Netanyahu's party, um, copied me on. And I'm going to read it to all of you now. So here's the letter. And we have it. We can show, we can actually show it to you. That's what it looks like. And I'm going to read it to you now. Um, as we go forth here. So let me just, let me just get this up here and make sure. Okay. I've got, okay. I want to make sure I have the right one here. And it says, dear friends, it's October 8th, 2023. Dear friends, we are devastated to find ourselves in a horrific and tragic situation that we have not seen before in our lifetimes as Israel faces a brutal and unprovoked attack by the Hamas terrorist organization who have invaded our communities and slaughtered and abducted our citizens. Just as the world dealt with the despicable ISIS and Al-Qaeda terror cells, so we will deal with Hamas. Our response will be lethal and exact. The terrorists who were involved in these unspeakable horrors will pay the heaviest and most painful price they have ever known. We will fight this evil with zero tolerance. Israel will do everything in its power to return our citizens home and restore safety and security to our people. We are in no doubt that we will win this fight. 
Our most heartfelt prayers go out to the bereaved families and wounded civilians. We hope and pray for a swift and safe return home for the innocent men, women, and children captured. I thank you for your continued messages of support. MK Danny Dannon, Chairman of the World Likud. And that was a letter from Danny Dannon, Ambassador Danny Dannon in Parliament. Uh, and so I praise God that they have given me the grace to share this letter. Uh, and I will continue to be in touch. And as I get more information, I will certainly, as I am allowed to, pass it along to all of you. I always make sure I am allowed first to... Uh, to share something like that, just because we don't want to share anything of a highly sensitive nature. So now, after that, and we 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 thank you to we thank Ambassador Danny Dannon and his office and his advisors um, for keeping in touch and for allowing us to read that letter. So let's get in now, after we've done that, to the events that led up to this, I have to tell you that the prophetic events that led up to this, okay, even on my side were incredible. And so let's get into it right now. So first, let me say that we stand with our Jewish brothers and sisters. We are praying for this situation. We are interceding. It is beyond horrific. Adonai will respond in a mighty way. Israel is forever. God has set the bounds of that land. God through covenant gave it to the Jewish people. And that is who it's going to stay with. Uh, I find it no coincidence that a massive earthquake struck Afghanistan right after these events unfolded over a 6.0 magnitude earthquake right after these events happened, hit that area of the world. This is not a coincidence, okay? There's, there's a lot of birth pangs right now in that area of the world. Uh, Hamas had control in areas of Gaza for 12 hours. 12 is the number of government and rule. It was about 12 hours, I believe, that they had control. Uh, it praise God, the IDF has gotten it back. The brave men and women of the IDF, we salute you. We praise Adonai for you and continue to pray for the men and women who are serving in the IDF and the leaders of Israel right now. Pray for the leaders of Israel for their wisdom in this, for their wisdom and strategy, the military leaders, Prime Minister Netanyahu, and those who lead with him. So it seems when a major event is going to happen, there is a biblical precedent for it. When wickedness wants to advance and it's going to be torn down, so wickedness advance, advances and then the Lord judges, Many times the Lord will send somebody in the prophetic up to the top of a mountain, up to a high place to pray, up to a high place so that wickedness can get torn down. So let me tell you what happened in the days leading up to October 7th. On Thursday, October 5th, I left for Wyndham, New York with my husband, Chris, uh, to go to the top of a mountain. And you, we stayed at the Albergo Allegria, lovely people. God bless them. They love the Lord. You should check it out if you can. Um, we stayed there. And I was asked to speak at Hope Restoration Church. I was positioned there on top of that mountain for what was about to unfold on October 7th, 2023. What they are calling the Israeli 
9-11, the Israeli 9-11, the worst terror attack seen in many of their lifetimes. As this was happening, like I said, I was in a contact with a member of parliament and his advisor and a friend as well who was involved in Israeli intelligence. I was in contact with him to make sure he was okay because we love them all. Okay. I was told by uh, by one of Danny Dannon's advisors, uh, Ambassador Dannon, that it is unreal what is happening here. So real time, I'm talking to him and he's saying it is unreal what is happening here. On Sunday, I was asked at Hope Restoration Church to give an update on Israel and to go pray on top of a mountain. Cyrus is crying at the door. Just give me one second here because he's crying at the door here. Okay, bud. Come on. Okay. Come on. Okay. Good boy. Now go lay down. I know. I know. Mommy loves you too, but she's doing something very serious today. Okay. Okay. So I was asked to give an update on Israel and to pray for Israel on Sunday on top of this mountain. So we prayed and we prayed for Israel and we brought it before the courts of heaven on top of this mountain. And within an hour of us doing that, it was sunny. Storm clouds came in and it began to rain and storm about an hour or so, an hour, you know, hour and a half, maybe. We get back to the hotel and I'm going to start showing you pictures in a moment. A double rainbow appeared over the area where the church was that we had prayed on top of this mountain. Not only did a double rainbow appear, but on our drive home, we saw five more rainbows, which equals seven, which is more than I have seen in my lifetime in a two hour period. We saw seven rainbows. That attack was on the seventh. And um, we're showing you pictures of them now. Seven rainbows on the drive home. We couldn't believe it. And this was after we had prayed and that storm came through. We actually saw two sets of double rainbows. There's actually a picture. There's me and Chris. And there's the double rainbow over where the church was. The church is in that direction. Uh, we were in awe awe of this, uh, what was going on here. And so I'm going to explain to you a little bit about this because the Lord is saying something with these seven rainbows. He is saying something about what happened on the seventh. You know, the, uh, the rainbow is a promise from God that he made between him and Noah. And the rainbow has been hijacked and been counterfeited in the U.S. and in Israel. This is the time that our Lord is going to tear that counterfeit down and make a sobering statement about perversion. And I'm going to tell you something interesting. Now, I love our Jewish brothers and sisters, but I have to speak honestly and prophetically. We were in Israel in June. In Tel Aviv and parts of Israel, they had one of the biggest gay pride celebrations and the rainbow was everywhere. So they had that this past June. Now, it's time for Israel and the United States of America to take that rainbow back for the Lord. To take it back. Because Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction. 
and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride comes before destruction. And in June, they had one of the biggest pride celebrations in Israel. Pride goes before destruction. I'm just saying the timing of this is interesting and I have to say it. Uh, also, the appointed time of the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkah ended Friday, October 6th on Shabbat, the day before this horrific attack. So from September 29th, 2023 to October 6th, they celebrated seven days. It was October 7th, the attack occurred. Seven rainbows we saw, seven days of celebration for Feast of Tabernacles where they had a covering. And on October 7th, when that covering was removed, meaning the tabernacle was taken down, the, the celebration of the covering of the tabernacle was over and the cover was lifted. The attack happened on October 7th. Feast of Tabernacles is a celebration of joy that ended in mourning. It was at the Feast of Tabernacles that the Israelites who had returned to rebuild the temple gathered to celebrate under the leadership of Joshua and Zerubbabel in Ezra chapter 3. Later, the Jews heard Ezra read the word of God to them during the Feast of Tabernacles in Nehemiah 8. Ezra's preaching resulted in a great revival as the Israelites confessed and repented of their sins. It was also during this feast that Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. That's John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. The Feast of Tabernacles, like all feasts, was instituted by God as a way of reminding Israelites in every generation of their deliverance by God from Egypt. Of course, the feasts are also significant in that they foreshadow the work and actions of the coming Messiah. Much of Jesus's public ministry took place in conjunction with the holy feast set forth by God. A tabernacle is a covering. The day the covering was taken off, which was October 6th, the next day the attack happened. That is of prophetic significance. And Israel right now as well needs to do what Second Chronicles speaks of because the Lord Adonai is with them, but they need to humble themselves before God right now. Second Chronicles 714, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. Israel in the midst of this horror, Humbling themselves before God is one of the greatest weapons they can have in this fight. Humbling themselves before Adonai, praising Adonai is one of the greatest weapons that they can have right now in this fight. One of the greatest weapons. And I'm going to get into a dream right now. I'm going to get into a dream right now that I was given in early 2021. Because I believe a lot of what I saw back then from the Lord, what he gave me, all glory be to God, has a lot to do with what's happening now. So the dream I was given in early 2021, many of you remember this, I saw Joe Biden sick in bed and he looked like he was dying. 
And Obama was at his bedside. If you're facing the bed, he was to the right of the bed where Biden's head was. Biden's family was nowhere to be found. Biden appeared grief stricken. He appeared weak. He appeared tired. There was three different pairs of shoe on the floor uh, representing three former leaders. So three different pairs of shoes, which equals six. They happened to give six billion to Iran. And we'll get into that. Obama was at his bedside dressed in a nice suit and ready, excited almost at the condition of Biden. There was a crowd of Middle Eastern people gathered around waiting as well, potentially representing different countries in cahoots and a piece of apricot candy known as Turkish delight on the bed. And I fought through that crowd and I reached and snatched the candy away from them and ate it so they couldn't have it. That candy represented a celebration and victory as is prevalent in the Muslim and Middle Eastern culture. They celebrate a victory over their enemies by passing out candy, by passing out Turkish delight. It was snatched away from them. And what did that represent? That represented not only we the people rising up, but that also represented the prophetic rising up and being utilized by God to snatch that victory away from them. So that dream has a lot to do. And that dream is over two years old. We're going on almost three years of this dream now. Has a lot to do with what's happening now. Now we're going to get into the words from the Lord because there's a lot of prophecy on this that I'm going to go through with you. And I'm going to go through everything else prophetic that has to do with what's happening. But we're going to start back in 2019 for this December 28th, 2019. The UN council will be disgraced as well, says the Lord thy God, for their hatred of my children, my firstborn Israel. Iran will suffer a very public mortal wound, a gushing wound for what they have done to Israel. And I am striking Hezbollah with madness. They will go mad and suffer complete disorder, says the Lord thy God this day. I do believe that Hezbollah is just waiting for orders to jump in. I really do. I don't think one jumps in without the other. Uh, and I think they are waiting on orders to jump in. Uh, August 14th, 2020. This is over three years old, this word. I am a God of order. My ways are higher than that of the earth, than its inhabitants, than kings and leaders, than government systems, says the Lord of hosts this day. Nothing can take from Jacob, O Israel, what I, the Lord, have given, the birthright. They want to take back a birthright surrendered in such dissidence, arrogance, and defiance, meaning Esau did that. Now that spirit rises up, attempting to stir up a jealous, zealous, defiant, idolatrous people who are filled with hate, who do not want to be good neighbors. For I will bless those who bless you, O Israel, and I will curse those who curse you, says the Lord thy God, the righteous judge, who changes not. That's capitalized. Bilateral agreements, agreements superficially of peace have stirred up the spirit of Esau and a people angry. They have been left out, locked out of influence. They have attempted to take by force, says the Lord, this spirit, this people will seek an ally, an old foe of Israel, to rise up and not only make noise, but launch an attack, a significant one. However, I, the Lord thy God, will supernaturally expose so it does not have the full effect desired, meaning the attack was going to have an effect and be significant, but it was not going to have its full effect. 
They have attempted to bring Isaac and Ishmael together in peace, oil and water, says the Lord thy God this day. The only time Isaac and Ishmael ever, that's capitalized, came together in peace was to bury their father Abraham, servant to the Most High God. After they departed and were separated for at their foundation, says the Lord, they are completely different in theology, in their worship of Almighty God, in their view of Israel, my firstborn, says the Lord God, Jehovah. As peace, peace is shouted and boasted, you shall see a spirit of destruction come forth and attempt to derail and drive Israel out as Esau attempted to drive out Jacob. Yet years later, they are united in peace for a time that's capitalized. However, says the Lord thy God, once that time was up, it was up. For at the foundation, the birthright had been given to the younger. And at its foundations, this is about a birthright, a right to the land. I, the Lord your God, Jehovah, birthed forth, ratified through covenant with my servant Abraham, and spoke the boundaries into existence that have yet to see their fullness, says the Lord of hosts this day, Yahweh. This is about worshiping Allah on holy land laying the bricks that will eventually pave the way for the events to unfold spoken of by my servant Daniel. This is the beginnings of Israel being seen as a honeypot by other nations, for they have taken notice and want to partake of its vast knowledge. I, the Lord God, have given unto them, and the richness and vast wealth that flows, that's capitalized, forth from that land. And with economies and people suffering amidst the events that involved a created virus and hit to the economies of the Arab world, they are now seeking an oasis that's capitalized, a honeypot, and their eyes have been lured in the direction of Israel. I, the Lord God, work all capital things together for good for those who love God and are called according to his, that's capitalized, purpose. And in order to receive the benefits they have so fixated their eyes on, they must sever a diseased branch of the Palestinians to do it. Now he's talking about the terrorist part. An act, capitalized, of betrayal has taken place in the Arab world. And that spirit of Esau will seek an ally to intimidate and derail a very, that's capitalized, fragile peace plan that has been fabricated on the foundations of man, not biblical standards, that's capitalized, says the Lord God Jehovah. Netanyahu shall be wise as a serpent here and harmless as a dove. In approaching Rosh Hashanah, he shall make an aggressive move as the divide flares up and makes a lot, that's capitalized, of noise. It shall test, that's capitalized, the agreement made by the United Arab Emirates. It shall test their instinctual loyalty to side with those of a like mind and belief system. There will be some backtracking, says the Lord. This is all capitals for that is my land and I have given to my people and I, the Lord God, will ultimately rule on who gets to benefit from that covenant and blessing, says the Lord God, Jehovah. A major event that's capitalized out of Israel when Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, is upon them that is going to shake up these alliances and even greater lines shall be drawn. Netanyahu has moved Israel into position as in a chess match to say, we tried, we came to the table, we agreed to come together. He has positioned them so blame shifts to another when parts of this as sand begin to crumble. Yes, Israel wants peace, says the Lord God Elohim. However, that's capitalized in a hotbed of explosive activity. They are looking for security and protection as intelligence is pointing a big red arrow of warning. And this shall for a season neutralize part of a threat to focus on a greater threat. For Netanyahu is attempting to avoid fighting a war on two fronts, says the Lord God Jehovah. Then in all capitals, watch the day of atonement. That's Yom Kippur. Watch the Day of Atonement. Major events, says the Lord. 
Those in leadership must tread carefully about bringing my firstborn Israel into agreement that's capitalized with those who have made backroom covert deals through back channels and a funneling of a large amount of cash and assets distributed through another name to groups who want to destroy Israel. Hearing hedging their bet. The United Arab Emirates are attempting to hedge their bet. Look carefully at the timing, my capital children, after all the explosions that were warned of before they come forth. This peace deal emerges. Watch the timing, watch the connections, connect the dots, my children. Pray for the insight and discernment as you go forth, for this will impact the United States of America and will become a point of contention between two parties already violently opposed, says the Lord of hosts this day. For I, the Lord thy God, all capitals, shall and will get the glory. Man will not glorify themselves and deny almighty God of the glory and honor do my name. Be watchmen on the walls, my children. Watch carefully the timing that's capitalized, the emerging that's capitalized, and the players that's capitalized in events that will now unfold in a fashion one after the other and all connected. That's capitalized. That was in August of 2020, that word was given. That word was given in August 2020. And we are watching a lot of that word come to pass now praise the lord and i'm going to show you two news clips because the lord talks about two parties violently opposed meaning the united states of america um as well and we have a news clip that just came out we have two of them first we want to show you this because we talked about i have to find the prophecy where it talks about uh, something happening off the coast of Israel uh, and at sea. And so the U.S. is sending carrier strike groups in support of Israel. So they're sending actually carrier strike groups to give, I guess, support from uh, from the ocean. That was the first one. The second one uh, is coming in a moment. As you can see, they're saying they're, the U.S., you know, has given the orders to send this, but I'm a little shall we say, suspicious. Let's just put it that way. But there's a second one. There's a second clip, and here it is. U.S. could announce new assistance to Israel as soon as Sunday, but a dysfunctional Congress creates questions. What did the, what did the word say? This will impact the United States of America and will become a point of contention between two parties already violently opposed, says the Lord of hosts this day. Congress, two parties violently opposed. That has a double meaning because that has to do with the party system in the United States of America as well. Let's go to July 19th, 2020. A major scandal out of Israel will open the door for some major truths to be brought to, brought to light in the United States of America and even Europe, says the Lord. As I put down the rebellion of Korah, who wanted all capital authority over my people, torn down and replaced with an earthly, fleshly, corrupt rule. So I, the Lord your God, as we approach the Jewish feast, the high holy days, will gut the rebellion, splice it wide open, expose its entrails, and put it down as I did Korah, says the Lord God, Jehovah. That was July 19th, 2020. So the Lord keeps pointing at this big, um, you know, skirmish and it's bigger than a skirmish this big attack event fight around the time of the jewish feast he keeps pointing at that okay so 
December 14th, 2022. One that appears to be a friend is attempting to throttle the nations near Israel in order to intimidate and cause Israel to come into line with the agenda of the UN, with the agenda of brotherhoods, with the agenda of Persia. However, that's capitalized, says the Lord, this will not occur as their plans will falter. For Israel will go forth and strike. There is a threat coming to the entire nation. This is December 14th, 2022. There is a threat coming to the entire nation where Israel will be compelled to act. And I, the Lord thy God, will use my son Benjamin of my right arm to exact the wage and judgment upon this nation. Israel shall be protected. However, it will put other nations on high alert as the sirens sound and the UN has an emergency meeting. However, they too will falter and will not hurt my firstborn for they too are about to suffer a strike, a blow so scandalous for the blasphemous ceremonies they do on they did on holy ground. Their statue shall break and topple as they also become the heifer. That's December 14th, 2022. Uh, I had to just put that in there earlier. So we're going to go back to 2021 right now, but I had to put that in there because this is, all of this is so crucial to what is happening right now. Okay. April 2nd, 2021. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, an Ayatollah and a dragon have merged in agreement with the first prize being the destruction of Israel. Two countries who are set to be threshed have merged in an attempt to harm my firstborn Israel. Two countries who serve a principality in whom they govern. Now the time has come for them to be threshed doing the bidding of these bloodthirsty vain entities who have now reluctantly come into agreement to influence the men who are so their slaves and servants to change their focus to Israel first and its brother, America, the Eagle second. September 18th, 2021. Infighting with Israeli leadership shall spill out as the deeply corrupt within Israel are attempting to turn the people to Baal. That's what it says. And this is what I said after this. I, I, I stopped in the middle of the word. Get ready. I, and I said, I know it was last September. I heard red October. Now, I don't know if it pertained to last October or this October, but I remember last September talking about this, that I heard red October. Red October. Bloodshed. Red October. And I went to the hunt for Red October. So then I went looking at the hunt for Red October, which was the movie about the Russian submarine. So just keep that in mind. Um, so around the same time, I saw Crimson Tide, Red Tide, Crimson Tide. I saw twice in a day. So I was speaking about it then. So I, I put that in there for you just to keep in mind, but I heard Red October and I didn't know, you know, it was for the last October, the coming October, but I heard Red October. So I just wanted to talk about that and put that in there. And then we're going to jump to February 10th, 2023. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, the leadership of Iran is on a crumbling pedestal and the innocent blood they shed is being accounted to them for their wage, for their bridge is about to fall down, for the people are desperate and crying out. I, the Lord, hear their cries and I, the Lord, am moving upon my firstborn to covertly assist the people of Iran as leadership shall be removed under mysterious circumstances as some deep within the government of Iran are assisting Israel. 
the Bonhoeffers, who see the sheer evil of such leadership, I, the Lord, am protecting them, and they are assisting Israel for a big, now this is all capitals, for a big strike and blow is coming, and it shall rattle the UN. How such was done in China shall puff up once again and be hit in the core that deflates and decompresses them yet again. So what keeps being repeated is that when this event happens in Israel, you're going to see the UN, you're going to see the China somehow get involved in it. So you're going to see these two parties, especially Russia, maybe covertly, but the UN and China you're going to see get involved. So this keeps coming up in these words leading up to this. So I would just watch for that. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. June 27th, 2023. This is how we draw. We're drawing really close now uh, to the time of the, we're within months now with prophecy of the attack. And says the Lord of hosts, I am strengthening all capitals, my firstborn, I am preparing them for a mission, a mission that will change the way the world views Israel, a mission that will help save the people of the nations thirsty for weapons and power that they have not been authorized to have. For rulers of the darkness of this world rule over them, says the Lord, and they are desperate for tools of destruction to harm my firstborn, to harm America. All capitals still. Any deals made with such nations shall be a final judgment upon the leaders who made such. One such a one such a covenant is made, I the Lord shall judge them and write on a scroll the wage for their sin. For deals of destruction are set in this hour to be made, and the spine of those deals shall break. As I the Lord raise the right hand of Israel, their strength as I give their leader Netanyahu a strategy that will bring forth maneuvers that shall leave nations in awe and trembling, as I the Lord shall utilize them to pay the wage for the covenants being made, and I shall supernaturally protect them as they covertly go forth first and then shall be sent in the air shall be sent in the air to stop the advance of hungry rulers who want to destroy the land I, the Lord, have given to the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that covenant shall stand through the tumult, through the noise, through the mission, through the offensive, through the UN attempting to interfere and make threats through China, using the UN as a proxy to bind my firstborn on the altar. It shall not happen, says the Lord. It shall not happen for what they attempt to bind. They shall be bound on that altar of sin and blood. Instead, for I, the Lord, shall go forth strong and mighty and bind the dragon and muzzle its mouth so it may not breathe such fire for a season. And says the Spirit of the Lord this day, same word, Israel and America go forth parallel, says the Lord, events in tandem, for they are connected. And those in a White House smeared with pride have cursed Israel in its halls and quarters and have looked for ways to assist in dethroning Benjamin Netanyahu. Instead, it shall be their seat that is taken for a month filled with pride shall birth forth many falls. That's capitalized. And a smeared rainbow on a White House shall be a scarlet letter and a taunt and a byword as the second half of your year continues. For that rainbow shall be torn, says the Lord, at its roots, at its innermost fibers, it shall be torn. 
Strange fire, says the Lord. They attempt strange fire and their agenda shall suffer the largest public blow and harm in history. As the grace has thinned and that rogue rainbow has been the pike that has divided the nation, that stake driven deep into the ground, the hand of one I have chosen shall now pull it out and it shall be destroyed by fire as I, the Lord, am moving forth against this serpent that is challenging what I, the Lord, have set out to do. And those speaking for this serpent those speaking for this serpent as their as as the serpent's voice shall fall in this season i have called out to them and the ears have been deaf the token family shall fall for such says the lord and says the spirit of the lord this day same word from june 27th 2023 take courage in this season Hearken unto my voice, that's capitalized. Many voices attempt to push and pull. However, says the Lord, it is my voice above all that matters, my instructions and my ways. This is all capital. Do not listen to fables in this hour or information gone rogue, for it will lead you down a dark rabbit hole farther away from me. It is time to come back on track says the Lord. I am calling the trumpets. That's capitalized. Now, trumpets are blown around the times of the Jewish feats. I am calling the trumpets, that's capitalized, of this nation to depart from the road they have traveled and plant your feet on the road I, the Lord, have prepared. For there will be shock, absolute shock, with the race to November. Well, this is a shock, isn't it? And the scandals will be deep. However, says the Lord, a large crack shall be exposed. Korah's rebellion. Here it is again. When the Lord repeats himself, it's about to be, it's about to happen. It's imminent. Korah's rebellion shall be exposed. The dividing line between those who worship the golden calf and those who pursue me as leaders shall become clear. Do not, that's capitalized, worship a man, says the Lord. Man is a tool and instrument, all capitals, in my hand. Seek my face, not my hand. And seek above all my will for your lives in this nation. For my ways are higher than your ways, and I am allowing what you see unfolding as rumblings before the sobering shaking occurs. For in this season, says the Lord, the hunters and the mercenaries shall be hunted, says the Lord. No matter what department attempts to shield and bury, I, the Lord, shall exhume and pursue. And a Joshua shall be raised up to pursue such, says the Lord. For they attempt to shut up the area like Jericho. However, I, the Lord, have determined it to fall. The pursuit shall lead to two falls in tandem within one family as they attempt to further cover up dealings with another nation. Shall come forth. Uranium, plutonium, and petroleum shall all be tied to such. Watch the embassy, says the Lord, June 27, 2023, same word. Watch the embassy, says the Lord in this hour, and attempt to distract, pray for the embassies. The U.S. Embassy in Israel, pray for a security breach is at hand. It's right there. Pray for the embassies. Watch the U.S. Embassy, which is where? In Israel. Because a security breach is at hand for a multi-city attack on the embassies has been planned in order to create smoke to hide the fire that stretches across the oceans to lands that do not know me. That's capitalized, says the Lord. And at the end of that word, it says pride goes before destruction in a haughty spirit before a fall. I would watch the embassies right now. 
I would watch them in the middle of this and what happens because I bet they are on high alert right now in the middle of this. February 26, 2023, I was at Church International with Prophet Robin Bullock and his family. And I delivered this word. The spirit of the Lord hit me and I and I flowed and delivered this word. And I'm, I'm taking excerpts from this word. I, the Lord thy God, made the Philistines bow. I, the Lord thy God, made Israel bow. I, the Lord thy God, am beginning to break the back of the Ayatollah because Iran will bow. And I, the Lord thy God, am raising up a plan and a strategy in Israel that is going to surround Iran on all sides. And it is going to encapsulate them, says the Lord. It is going to encapsulate them. And it is going to cause the handshake that was seen with a red nation to be severed and broken, says the Lord. Because demons squabble, says the Lord, demons squabble. And you shall publicly, says the Lord, see that squabbling begin. Because imposters shall arise and they shall recite the word and they have been groomed to be the Trojan horse. Now, the Trojan horse was a surprise attack. That's what the Trojan horse was. That, that whole account of it, it was a surprise attack. The horse was set looking like a gift. There was an army in it and it attacked. They have been groomed to come in looking like a gift. It is a curse, says the Lord. It is a curse. Pray for discernment, my children, in this season, because a vessel that may look perfect on the outside is filled with darkness on the inside. And pray, my children, says the Lord, for leadership, for it is as a strong ox, some of them. And I, the Lord, shall subdue them, says the Lord. They will listen. They will submit. They will surrender. And they will learn to wear the yoke, says the Lord, if they want to lead for me. David wore the yoke, says the Lord. Hezekiah wore the yoke, says the Lord. The name is etched on that yoke and it shall be revealed. It shall be solidified. You shall see it. The yoke is coming upon Israel's leader right now, says the Lord. That yoke, he will see more and he will hear more uh, from me than he ever has in his life. He will hear forth more from me than he ever has in his life. For I am calling through the darkness and the noise. Benjamin, son of my right hand. I am calling through the darkness and I'm going to cause you to turn to my word and to know in whom your salvation is and he shall know it. And at some point in his life, he shall declare it, says the Lord, for he is coming under that yoke and he will be the ox for me, says the Lord, that topples the regime of Iran. He shall be the ox for me that helps plow the fields in America. For your nation is meant to be a friend and a brother to Israel, and that needs to be reconciled in this season, says the Lord. For they have attempted to separate it. They have attempted to sever the relationship and destroy it. And in this season, by my bomb, I, the Lord, shall begin to soothe the wounds and the boils that are broken out and heal that relationship. And those that want to be souls and go after their own people, you shall fall by your own sword in this season. You shall. You shall, for you have turned the way of Cain. May 26, 2023. The Assyrians, those same rulers of the darkness that brought Assyria to destroy Israel are the same rulers that brought up Germany to try and destroy the Jewish people. It's the same high-ranking spirit in the kingdom of darkness that keeps raising up puppets to try and destroy the people of God and now is at work in the United States of America. The spirit of lawlessness is most definitely at work. Sennacherib, Israel, and Hezekiah, and the Rabshakeh. That was an excerpt. And then on 624, 2023, I had a dream. 
And I sent this dream over to advisors in Israel when I had had this back then. Okay. I was standing in an area that was more desert-like. There was a large wire fence that seemed to go for miles. It looked like the top would be that of an electric fence. I was told I was standing at the border between Jordan and Israel. To my right over the fence on Jordan's side, activity began. White vehicles, some pickup trucks, some that appeared to be heavy-duty work vehicles, somewhat armored on the sides. Pulling right up to the fence, they knew I spotted them. They were darker figures. One was a lookout watching as they worked, and the sound of what sounded like a jackhammer was right at the fence. So I have this dream. Um, and then from that dream, I... I wrote another Jacob, Jacob and Esau spat is coming. Now, if you think about it, Palestinians are connected, I believe, to Edom. They're connected to that area of Jordan where Esau was. That that line of the Palestinians comes from that. Um, and I believe what this dream was pointing at was a breach at the border. The dream was pointing at a breach of the border. Now, Jordan somehow is going to get involved in the middle of this because it, I, I was told, you know, about the border of Jordan in the dream. So somehow Jordan is going to get involved in this. We will see how. But this was pointing at a breach at the border and another Jacob and Esau spat coming. Okay, so that was June 24th, 2023. Now, to get into the prophetic aspects of what happened. Now we've read the prophecy. Now let's get into the prophetic aspects of what happened. October 6th was the 50-year anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. 50 is the Jubilee. Just as it went with the Yom Kippur War, it was a surprise attack on the Sabbath. Follows that same pattern. I believe the Yom Kippur War was 1973 follows the same pattern because it is the same spirit rising up again to try to take over Israel. Okay. Barbara had said to me today, you are dealing with the same spirit of the Ottoman empire. This is what she said to me on the phone today. She also said to say, she is praying for her Jewish brothers and sisters. She has many friends in Israel. She loves them and she's interceding for them right now. Here it is, 50 years and a day after being caught off guard in the Yom Kippur War, Israel goes back to the scary 70s in the stunning Hamas attack. Yom Kippur War was an attack on the Sabbath, a surprise attack. This was a surprise attack on the Sabbath. It's following the same pattern, 50, the Jubilee. The Jubilee affirms that the Lord is not only the God who owns Israel's land, he is sovereign over all time and nature. His act of redeeming his people from Egypt committed him to provide for them on every level because they were his own. Therefore, Israel's observance of the Sabbath day and year and the year of Jubilee was a function of obedience and trust. In practical terms, the Jubilee year embodies the trust all Israelites could have that God would provide for their immediate needs and for the futures of their families. In the day of atonement, shall ye make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. The victim's blood had been shed and sprinkled before God on the mercy seat. The sins of Israel and all their transgressions and iniquities had been transferred to the substitute goat and borne away. And now hark the trumpet sounds through all the land. Perfect rest to the weary, uh, complete liberty. This this was a this was a writing that I found. Oh, sweet sound, liberty to every slave. 
Can we fail to see the meaning of all this? It was a proclamation of liberty. So just as they are going to proclaim on the Jubilee, the 50th year, the liberty of the Yom Kippur War, another attack, surprise attack, to try to destroy them and enslave them. However, I am going to tell you this, and I'm going to speak about it at the end too. Them doing that on that time goes up into the court of heaven. And in this very hour, the blood that was shed by these groups that did this and by this territorial spirit that led it is being judged in the courts of heaven in this hour. And we're going to get into that a little later. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go to Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 4. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord anointed me to bring good news to the humble. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the cloak of praise instead of a disheartened spirit. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Isaiah 61 is the word for Israel right now. It's one of the words for Israel right now. You need to proclaim this in Israel in your land. You need to blow the shofar right now. That is a sound that goes up to the throne of God that he recognizes and knows that his people need help. This is your hope and trust right now. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Vengeance is his. God measures the actions of nations. When the cup of transgression is nearly full, God breaks his silence by sending a warning through his selected messengers. If the warning does not work, he then uses one or more of his four methods of judgment, sword, famine, plagues, or wild beasts. Judgments are redemptive. If the situation goes beyond redemption, his judgments are totally destructive. Here is a consistent pattern God has followed in scripture for dealing with mankind. When people or nations become corrupt, God first sends a warning with his servants, the prophets. People and nations typically reject the messenger and the message. God then responds by sending a destroyer. Then when the dust settles, God begins a process of restoration. God then brings destruction upon the destroyer because of his pride and arrogance. But God's ultimate purpose is to bring about everlasting life and an earth made new. We can see this in Daniel chapter 5, verses 5 through 9. Suddenly the fingers of a human hand emerged and began writing opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the back of the hand that did the writing. Then the king's face, this is a Persian king, remember, a Persian king, became pale and his thoughts alarmed him and his hip joints loosened and his knees began to knock together. The king called aloud to bring in the sorcerers, the Chaldeans and the diviners. The king began speaking and said to the wise men of Babylon, anyone who can read this inscription and explain its interpretation to me shall be clothed with purple and have a necklace of gold around his neck and have authority as third ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read this inscription or make known its interpretation to the king. Then King Belshazzar was greatly alarmed. His face grew even more pale and his nobles were perplexed. Daniel chapter 5 verses 17 through 26. 
Daniel says, O king, the most high God granted sovereignty, because they call Daniel in now to read it. They call Daniel in to read the writing on the wall. O king, the most high God granted sovereignty, greatness, honor, and majesty to Nebuchadnezzar, your father. Now, because of the greatness which he granted him, all the peoples, nations, and populations of all languages trembled and feared in his presence. Whomever he wished, he killed, and whomever he wished to spare, he spared. And whomever he wished to, el to be elevated, he elevated. And whomever he wished, he humbled. But when his heart was arrogant and his spirit became so overbearing that he, beha he behaved presumptuously. He was deposed from his royal throne and his dignity was taken away from him. He was also driven away from mankind and his heart was made like that of animals and his dwelling place was with the wild donkeys. He was given grass to eat like cattle and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until he recognized that the Most High God is ruler over the realm of mankind and that he sets over it whomever he wishes. Yet you as some Belshazzar have hum not humbled your heart, even though you all knew this, but you have risen up against the Lord of heaven and they have brought the vessels of his house before you and you and your nobles, your wives and your concubines have been drinking wine out of them. And you have praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood and stone, which you do not see nor hear nor understand. But God, but the God in whose hand are your life's breath and all your ways you have not glorified. Then the hand was sent from him and this inscription was written out. Now, this is the inscription that was written. Mene, mene, tekel ufarsin. This is the interpretation of the message. Mene, God has numbered your kingdom and put an end to it. Tekel, you have been weighed on the scales and found deficient. Ufarsin, or Perez, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Okay, so this was a time where God judged because of what was done to his people and the blasphemy that was done against God. And he wrote, Mene, Mene, Tekel Ufarsin, you have been judged and found wanting and your kingdom will be put an end to. Mene, Mene, Tekel Ufarsin. That is in the book of Daniel. There it is, Mene, Mene, Tekel Ufarsin. There are some other things prophetically we need to look at with this. There is quite a bit, actually, but we need to look at this prophetically and what's going on here. On 9-11 of this year, 2023, Joe Biden did a prisoner swap with Iran and released $6 billion in funds to them. 28 days later, this horrific attack happened. 28 days. We just talked about this number of significance in the last teaching. 2024, this election year, will be 28 years since the Clintons last took office. Jay, who reigned for 28 years after destroying the house of Ahab, Jezebel, and the temples, altars, and prophets of Baal. So the enemy, in a way, lost 28 years of Jezebel and Ahab's rule when that happened. And now 28 days later, after 9-11, this attack happens. It was back in April 2023 while I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Lord woke me up. It was around midnight and he woke me up and he said to me, Trump was the 45th president of the United States. He is running to be the 47th president. Four plus five equals nine. Four plus seven equals 11. Nine, 11. Nine, one, one. A full blown emergency. And on 9-11, 
Biden made this deal with Iran. And 28 days later, the attack happens. They are calling this the Israeli 9-11. All of this is no coincidence. All of this is no coincidence. We also had the testing of our emergency alert system in this nation on October 4th, 2023, three days before this attack in Israel. The emergency alert system, 9-1-1, a full-blown emergency. And then the emergency alert system is tested in this nation three days later. I'm also going to show you what happened August 18th. We have the news article for this. Iran's top diplomat extends Saudi trip, meets Crown Prince MBS. Now, so August 18th, this happens. Iran and Saudi Arabia meet. Okay? The attack happens October 7th. It is exactly 50 days between August 18th when they met and October 7th, the day of the attack. 50. 50 days between when Saudi and Iran meet and this attack, and 50 years between the Yom Kippur War and the surprise attack on the Sabbath and this surprise attack on the Sabbath, okay? 50, the Jubilee. Yom Kippur 2023 ended September 25th. Two plus five is seven. The attack happened on October 7th. There's also something else very interesting about this. The operation Israel has launched against uh, this horrificness is Operation Swords of Iron. This is prophetic. The choosing of this is prophetic. And it ties to Psalm chapter 2 which in this season, the Lord has had me publicly declare more than once. This Psalm is for the prime minister and parliament, and they need to, to heed it and they need to speak it. And they need to, not only that, but Psalm 91, but this Psalm has to do with what's going on. And I believe I publicly declared it as well at one of the Reawaken Americas recently. I had come out with Psalm 2. Now, this is what it says. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. What is the name of this operation sword of iron? You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. 
serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. So the psalm starts, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. And the answer for that, you shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. You shall destroy the vessel that they have filled to harm my anointed. Now, Jonah has been texting me also. Jonah, in the middle of this, telling me to watch the north where Lebanon and Hezbollah are. That if if that attack happened as well, it would open up a second front of this war to have to fight on. What did the August 2020 word say? Netanyahu is trying to avoid fighting a war on two fronts. Uh, He mentioned also East Jerusalem and the West Bank uh, to keep your eyes on that area as well. The question that I am posing is what will Iran do in all of this? What will the UN do in all of this? What will China do in all of this? Because this is a trifecta. Watch it. This is a trifecta. And the timing of this is eerie, given what is happening in Ukraine, given what is happening in the United States with the indictments, given these pings around the world, the timing of this is what you have to watch. And, and uh, But I'm going to tell you this, and we're going to get into this in a minute because we're going to pray for Israel. And I'm going to take a swig of water before we do this because I'm heating up here. In this time, in this hour, their cup of iniquity has become full. The cup of iniquity of these nations that was involved in this horror has become full. The cup of iniquity of those within the Israeli government that are against Israel has become full. The cup of iniquity of the rainbows has become full and has gone before the courts of heaven. It has become full. And in this season, it will be poured out. Almighty God needs to go before Israel in this fight. God loves them. He has a covenant with them. He will never leave them or forsake them. But they need to humble themselves before the Lord and call on his name. The word of God says those who call on the name of the Lord shall and will be saved. Israel, the United States needs to call on the name of the Lord. I would keep a good eye right now on areas of the U.S. after seeing this attack in Israel because there are things that run in tandem. And I would keep a good eye 
on certain hubs in this nation right now. But this has gone up before the throne of God. And the cries of the blood that was shed has gone up before the throne of God. And the wickedness and the territorial spirit that is the same connected to the Ottoman Empire has gone up right now before the throne of God. And God, the righteous judge, will judge them and exact the wage of their sin on a scroll and hand it to his warring army and send it into the earth. And in this season, the wage for their sin shall be exacted upon their leaders and their nations and their puppets and their hitmen and their mercenaries and their thieves. It will be exacted upon them in this season. The Lord is yoking up Prime Minister Netanyahu for this. And you know what happens when you yoke up an ox? You steer them. When the ox is yoked, they are connected to you and you steer them the direction they should go. And God is yoking him up. And those who fear God around him are being yoked up to go in the direction Adonai wants them to go now. They are being yoked up for this purpose in this season because God will break them with a rod of iron because their cup of iniquity has become full and they will be poured out before the world. The Lord sent me to a top of a mountain to be there to pray in that incredible church to come into agreement for Israel and to bring it before God's throne and his courts what has happened. The Lord will hold them in derision. The Lord is holding them in contempt of court because those territorial spirits want to break over and breach areas they dare not go. And their puppets that they have been used and their bandits that have been used are being held in contemptive court for this. And when there's a contemptive court, there is a binding. And instead of Israel being bound on the altar, they shall be bound instead. The blood cries out from the earth before the throne of God. Yeshua is our advocate before the throne. Israel, call on his name in this hour and watch Almighty God, Adonai, Yahweh, act on behalf of his firstborn. For when David would go into battle, he'd ask for the ephod and he'd put it on and he'd kneel before God and he'd say, shall I pursue? And the Lord would say, pursue. And I will go before you and strike the enemy. The spirit of the Lord right now, Ruach Elohim, hovers over Israel. Hovers and is going out before them to strike the enemy. 
But Israel needs its full covering back. It needs it back. It needs to come as a nation together and cry out to God. And the Lord gave me a dream the night the attack happened. The Lord gave me a dream up on top of that mountain. And there was a Jewish couple and they were younger. And the gentleman was dressed like an Orthodox Jew. He had the black hat, the black coat, the white shirt. And the woman was dressed in a wedding dress. And they asked me to marry them. Not like marry them, but if I would marry them. So they asked if I would marry them. And I said, well, I have what I'm going to say. What would you like to add? And they handed me a book that was written in Hebrew to add to the ceremony. So it would be Christian and Jew together. Right now, the Lord, because we are grafted in to the covenant, we are grafted in. The Lord wants the Christians and the Jews to come together including in the Orthodox community. Because there have been incidents in Israel, Israel with Christians being treated not all too well by the Orthodox community. The Lord wants us together right now. And he wants us in agreement to cry out to him for the deliverance and the protection and the strategy and the plan that is needed. And I was given this dream the night of the attack. And we need to do this. We need to come together. And so I encourage you to do that. And I'm going to tell you that the Yom Kippur War, and I, I have a whole write-up about it that will be in the notes, involved Egypt. Okay, it involved Egypt. There was talks of peace um, and then destruction came. And in the summer of 1972, Palestinian terrorists infiltrated the Munich Olympics and murdered 11 Israeli athletes. And there was no progress towards peace. And these things were happening. And Sadat, who led Egypt, was intent on destroying Israel. And the United States in that tried to force initially Israel to accept Sadat's interpretation of Resolution 242, which would be total Israeli withdrawal from territories taken in 1967. So they were trying to take land away from Israel that God rightfully gave them. So Sadat then goes to the Soviet Union, the Russians, to bring pressure on the United States and to provide Egypt with the weapons to be used to kill God's firstborn. So the Soviet Union, though, was more interested in maintaining the appearance, they call it detente with the United States, than a confrontation in the Middle East. So by appearance, they looked like they weren't involved, but they were involved. When the Soviets didn't fully get involved, they were only somewhat on the outskirts, 
Sadat expelled 20,000 Soviet advisors from Egypt because Russia wouldn't completely jump in the pool, okay, in, in this instance. And what happened was, ultimately, they got intelligence about the threat of an attack from Egypt. They got intelligence from it. And some of the high-ranking members ignored the intelligence. Um, even President Nixon said later, as recently as the day before, the CIA had reported that war in the Middle East was unlikely. The CIA, surprise, surprise, said it was unlikely, which means it was going to happen. Israeli intelligence... One of the heads ignored the intelligence that showed an attack. So the, the, the intelligence was ignored. So it says, despite the conventional wisdom that Israel was surprised by the attack that did eventually come, the truth is Israelis began to prepare for battle on October 5th and were convinced war was imminent the following morning. But like U.S. intelligence officials, Israeli analysts were skeptical about the threat of war. According to documents declassified in 2012, the failure to anticipate the Arab attacks was a result of a number of intelligence failures. For example, Israeli soldiers on the Southern Front were given a secret document that provided 14 signals that would indicate an Egyptian attack was forthcoming. None of those indicators were apparent before the invasion. Similarly, in the North, a warning was passed on to the commander that Syria planned to attack on October 2nd. That intelligence could not be confirmed and was dismissed. The Egyptian buildup was also similar to one that occurred in May 1973 and did not lead to war. So on October 4th, a day before learning that Russian civilians were leaving Egypt and Syria, military intelligence reported the chances for war were low. Israel had a spy in Egypt. However, Ashraf Marwan, the son-in-law of ex-president Gamal Abdel Nasser, passed on a warning to his Mossad handler in London that war was imminent a day and a half before it started. The Mossad director, Zvi Zamir, was informed by his aide and planned to meet with his agent in London the next day. Zamir subsequently learned from Israeli military intelligence that Soviet scientists were preparing to leave Syria, which added weight to the report of pending war. Two weeks earlier, Israel learned that Russia was transferring Scud missiles to Egypt. There they are, looking like they're not involved on the outside, but they're involved. Another worrisome sign. According to Zamir's aide, Alfred Eni, Marwan's warning of impending war was not passed on to the prime minister immediately, who was Goldemir, because the Mossad thought military intelligence would do it. So Mossad is thinking military intelligence is going to pass on the warning, so they didn't pass it on. Zamir did not reach someone in the prime minister's office until a day later, hours before the attack. So this is how the Yom Kippur War started. And then it was a surprise attack on the Sabbath, which means nobody was answering their telephones. Nobody was doing any work. Nobody was driving a car. And it made it far more difficult for Israel to call in its reserves and its military because it was a Sabbath. 
and they don't answer their phones and they keep their, they don't touch their lights and they rest and they don't drive their cars. And it, this is why they surprise attacked on the Sabbath. But because Egypt did that, Israel, because of almighty God, beat them. Israel defeated them after they were surprise attacked. So since these organizations of terror and their host nations want to do and follow the same pattern that Egypt did, they shall eat the same portion that Egypt ate, which was total defeat and withdrawal. That's the portion Egypt ate. So if on the 50-year jubilee, the year of release of the Yom Kippur War, they want to follow the same pattern, they will eat the meal of defeat that Egypt had to eat. It's going to follow the same pattern. God is with them. But they need to, Israel, humble themselves before God right now because it's one of their greatest weapons that they have. Netanyahu needs to get in the scriptures as well as the Torah. In the scriptures of the Holy Bible. He needs to do that. Because this will follow the same pattern. And that spirit that provoked Egypt is that spirit that just provoked the wicked to act. And that spirit shall have the same judgment exacted on it as well as its host in the courts of heaven. And it shall and will in this time be carried out into the earth. Praise almighty God. Okay. Let's pray. We're going to end because we're at an hour and 25 minutes. Praise the Lord. I am like, I feel the presence of the Lord all over this. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's pray for our brothers and sisters of Israel. Please pray for Doobie. Also, Kim Clement's tour guide. Doobie has lost family members in this who were in the IDF. Please, we love Doobie. We love his family. Please keep them in your prayers right now. That the Lord would put a hedge of protective, uh, protection around them. Please pray for him. And we're going to pray right now. And we're going to see what the Lord does. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lord, we humbly come before you, Father. We come before your throne, Lord, acknowledging you are the righteous judge. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. There is none that could ever match you or surpass you, Father God. You are almighty, all-powerful, omniscient, omnipotent, holy and perfect in all your ways. As your children, through the authority of the believer, through our, through our relationship with you, through Jesus Christ, we come boldly but humbly, Lord, to the throne of grace right now. And we bring, Lord, this situation with Israel before you and our Jewish brothers and sisters. Father, we ask you to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Lord, we fall so short of your glory. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth in the form of a man. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly died at Calvary. He purchased us and redeemed us by the shedding of his blood. 
He miraculously rose again in three days, ascended back into heaven and took his rightful victorious place at your right hand where he rules and reigns forevermore. And we honor that sacrifice and your sacrifice, Lord, before your throne this day. Father, we intercede, Lord, on behalf of our Jewish brothers and sisters in Israel, Father God. Lord, we bring this to your courts for it is the highest court, Lord. Your court is the highest court. The earth is your footstool. And Lord, we bring this horror that has happened in Israel and our Jewish brothers and sisters before you, Lord. Father, we ask, Lord, that you would comfort them in this time, that they would turn to you, cry out to you, publicly proclaim your name, Father God, in this time. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, you would loose, send, and dispatch your holy warring angels, heavenly hosts, and holy angels of all rankings and divisions to go right now and rescue those taken captive, Father God, to go, Father God, before the IDF, Father God, and strike the enemy, Lord, to go before them, Father God. Lord, when Elisha was standing facing an entire Assyrian army. He looked up and he said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see the eyes of his servant. And when his servant's eyes were open, the hills were filled with fiery chariots and warring angels and legions of them ready to strike the Assyrian army and protect God's anointed. Father, open their eyes right now the eyes of Israeli leadership, the eyes of the IDF, that they may see who is fighting for them. Who is for them? If God be for them, who or what can be against them? Open their eyes, Lord, that they may see your legions of angels that are there with them, fighting for them. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ for a hedge of protection, Lord, the skies, the land, the perimeter of Israel. This, and the perimeter and protection, Lord, of the stations of the IDF, of the Air Force, Father God, of the leadership in Israel right now, a hedge of protection. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you would place a hedge of thorns in the way of the enemy that they will not be able to penetrate, that will drive them back. Father, you love your creation. You love your firstborn. You love your children, Father, and they cry out in this hour. The cries of horror in this hour, I know, have reached your throne. And Father, we are asking in the name of Jesus Christ, as your children, through the authority of the believer, for a response from you, Lord, a powerful response, a decisive judgment, Father God, that goes into the earth and topples and crumbles the foundations in which they launched and molded this attack, Father God, that the foundations would be crumbled in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. That the very foundations that formed this attack in which it stood on cracks, Father God, and the cornerstone taken out, Lord, and destroyed, Father. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, according to numbers, Father God, for we are holding you to your word. You are bound by your word. Numbers says your sins shall find you out. 
Let the sins of every player in this find them out. Every nation, every leader. Father, we ask that your light pierce through the darkness, Father God, and expose, Father, what has been hidden in this. Expose the players. Expose the leaders. Expose the blueprints. Expose the strategies. Expose the plans. Expose the blueprints for a second attack. Father, expose the blueprints for a second attack. Father God, bring the intelligence to them, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father God. Lord, you say in your word, it is better to have a millstone hung around your neck and be cast into the sea than to cause these little ones to sin, than to touch these little ones. Father, they have put their hands on the innocent, the wicked, the corrupt. Those who want to operate in terror have put their hands and harmed the innocent. Father, we ask in your courts that the millstone be etched with their names and hung around their necks, Father God, in this hour for what has happened, Lord. Father, we ask for your righteous judgment that Almighty God, Adonai, sits on the throne. Not a fabrication, but Almighty God, Adonai, King of kings, Lord of hosts, Almighty God. Ever-present help in times of trouble. Jehovah Nisi, our banner. Jehovah Sidkenu, our righteousness. Jehovah Shalom, our peace. The Lord thy God shall fight for you, Israel, and you shall hold your peace. The Lord thy God, Adonai, shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. This is a Red Sea moment in the nation of Israel. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hold your position. Stand in faith. Put on the whole armor of God according to Ephesians chapter 6. And stand. For the Lord is with you. His judgments are with you. However... There are things going on in Israel that the Lord wants a repentance of. That are opening doors that should not be opened. That are opening doors of danger that should not be opened. That are attempting right now to pry open another door of danger. Israel, shut these doors. Seal them. Do not allow the enemy to exploit them in your vulnerability in this hour. Father, we ask you dispatch your holy angels of all rankings and divisions to prevent the enemy from exploiting these doors amidst Israel's vulnerability in this hour. That spirit of trauma that wants to cloak Israel, Father, rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. Order it through your judgment, we ask in Jesus' name, to depart. That it may not rest and plant itself amidst the IDF amidst the young, amidst the families that have lost loved ones, that that trauma will not find a hook, but shall depart as quickly as it came, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, comfort your people. Comfort, O Israel, in this hour. Reveal yourself more to them. Father, reveal yourself through the scriptures of the New Testament 
and the Old Testament to Israeli leadership right now. Reveal yourself. Reveal your son. Reveal your weapons of warfare that are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down and destruction of strongholds. Father, show them the weapons of their warfare that are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down and destruction of strongholds. Through God, not through man, through God. And in this hour, these weapons through God shall topple the fiery furnaces of activity that are attempting to be lit in three points in Israel. Three points they are attempting to be lit. These fiery outbursts, this harm. The enemy knows there's power in the blood. It's just not the blood of Jesus. And that blood is being accounted for. It is being accounted for. It is being counted by Almighty God. And the response will be given unto them a double portion of the power of God and his vengeance for that blood. For every bit of blood shed in this hour, there shall be a double portion exacted upon the nations and the leaders. And those within Israel that want to sell out their own people, it will be exacted in this hour, a double portion for what they have done. Call unto the Lord in Israel this hour. Call unto the Lord, Israel. Oh, Israel, call unto your shepherd. Oh, wayward sheep, come back to your shepherd right now. He is your protection. He is your fortress. He is mighty in this. And he will respond. Behold, God works all things together for good. Not that things are good. He works all things together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The roots need to be deep right now, O Israel. They need to be deep. The Lord has the strategy. The Lord has the strategy written on scrolls, and he shall give it unto you as you cry out to him. He has strategy that is going to take faith to execute. But in that execution, it shall leave nations in awe, a sobering awe for the brilliant execution that is as simple as a stone, as one stone thrown in the right direction and hitting the mainframe of the operation. Father, comfort Doobie right now, Lord. Comfort his family. Visit him in this hour, we ask in Jesus' name. Comfort Pastor Daniel Nevejas and his team. Father, escort them home safely, Lord. Send your holy angels of all rankings and divisions to escort them home safely, Lord, in this hour. Protect your people, Father God, in this, Lord. Father, protect our friends in Parliament, Lord. And our friends in Israel, who we love very much. Put a hedge of protection around them and their families, Father God, that not one hair on their head is harmed, Lord. In Jesus' name, Father, we praise you in advance.
We activate our faith in agreement in this hour. Your word says, if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. How much more of us in agreement can we put to flight in Jesus' name? We activate that according to your word, Father God, in this hour as we utilize the sword of the spirit, the word of God. We activate it now. We come into agreement and we decree it, Father God. Thank you, Lord. There is another iron dome over Israel right now. And it is the hand of Almighty God protecting it. We praise you, Lord. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Do your precious holy name. We praise you. We thank you. We glorify your name. We bless the name of the Lord most high. And we praise you for what you are about to do, Father God. Father, that truly vengeance is yours and vindication is also yours. In the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. I felt that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you for all staying on and praying. We praise almighty God. We are, we are looking forward to seeing you in Reawaken America in Miami. I'm going to be praying about what to say. Um, I'm going to be seeking the Lord. And we just, we, we, we stand with Israel. We stand with them. We love them. And please continue to pray for them. Hold them up in prayer and pray that they turn completely to the Lord in this hour and that many come to know Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, in the midst of this. Pray for that. Thank you for everybody for coming on. Um, God bless you. Keep the faith. I don't think we're going to, we're not going to run anything today after the broadcast. Be given the seriousness of it. Uh, Peter Navarro will be on with us tomorrow. He was a, a, a advisor in the Trump administration. He is an expert on China as well. He is going to have a lot to say on this. He's coming on three o'clock live Eastern Standard Time. He will be on Ark of Grace. We will be discussing this. We will announce it, but Peter Navarro will be on tomorrow. God bless everyone. Keep the faith. We love you. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six, Psalm 91. Say it every single day. Say it every day. I also say the Lord's prayer every day because it's the order of that prayer that is so important. And at some point I know we will teach on it and have a wonderful rest of your evening. We will see you tomorrow with Peter Navarro. Baruch Hashem. Praise be to God. We love you, Israel.